Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Truth Hurts Program with your host, Steve Z. It is Monday, April 19th, 2021. I want to talk to you about an alert system. You've heard of the Amber Alert System, right? It's the national alert system that flashes across your television screen, your computer screen, your email inbox, text messages you on your smartphone, appears on highway signs and billboards, the electronic kind. They give a vivid, detailed description of a kidnapped, missing, or exploited child. Maybe a little information about who might have taken the child, their possible direction of travel, what kind of car they were driving, a license plate number, etc. You may have also heard about the silver alert, right? That alert warns you in the same way about an elderly person who may have wandered away from their home or a care facility or just haven't been heard from in a while. You often see the signs on traffic warning systems telling you what kind of car to look for, license plate number, direction of travel, description of the person, etc. The Truth Hurts program is dedicated to alerting you, our loyal listener, anytime one of these alerts comes about. And today we have a very special and important silver alert to report. Please stop what you're doing and listen for just a moment. The national silver alert has just been issued right here on the Truth Hurts program for a man named Joseph R. Biden, B-I-D-E-N. He is a 78-year-old Caucasian male. He has now been missing from his office for 88 days. Officials have reported a few sightings of the elderly man at a few different locations over the past three months, but never far from his home basement in Vermont or just outside the White House in Washington, D.C. Please be advised, this man, Joseph R. Biden, suffers from advanced dementia and possible Alzheimer's. And according to people who know him, he has great difficulty in completing a coherent sentence. If you see this man, Joseph R. Biden, you will notice he is incapable of answering any questions unless he has reminder flashcards or a portable teleprompter with pre-written answers. He's been noticeably absent from all of his normal activities, was last seen squinting and looking extremely confused. Officials describe him as a 78-year-old white male, thin in build, with a gray suit and blue tie, gray hair plugs and a typical old man comb-over haircut, squinting beady eyes, and a pair of nice shiny shoes. He may be seen talking to himself, claiming to be a congressman over the past 120 years. He may claim he is running for Congress. He may claim that the president is a woman named Kamala Harris. To confirm that this is the person you are looking for, he may answer to the following name. Sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, mumbling, fumbling, stumbling, crumbling, grumbling, bumbling, muttering, puttering, stuttering, mopey, dopey, little girl gropey, Beijing, Burisma, Joe Biden. Do not approach this man. Do not question him on his physical or mental fitness. He is famous for flying off the handle, making threatening gestures, but is basically harmless unless he is holding an executive pen or some other writing instrument. 
if you see this elderly man who is missing from office for 88 days, his name again is Joseph R. Biden, please contact the White House switchboard at 202-456-1414. Again, the phone number to his place of business, the White House, the official switchboard number, 202-456-1414. If you have noticed or seen anything this man has done that is detrimental to the Republic of the United States of America, we at the Truth Hurts program highly encourage you to call 202-456-1414. Again, a national silver alert issued for Joseph R. Biden, a man who claims to be a U.S. senator sometimes and once in a while claims to be the President of the United States. Approach with extreme caution. And again, if you've seen this man, call the White House switchboard 202-456-1414. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. The Buy None, Get Everything Free sale is going on now in your favorite Democrat city. Massive 100% discounts are available at every single retail outlet in your Democrat city. If you are brave enough to venture out during any national peaceful protest and you are the correct minority, you too can enjoy the 100% off sales going on right now. All you need is a BLM hat, t-shirt or banner, some bricks or a sturdy hammer, and of course, the right retail store to break into, and you can reap the benefits of low police presence and our no arrest, no charges policy. But hurry, time is running out. This buy none, get everything free event absolutely ends when the last item is looted or the building burns to the ground, whichever comes first. And remember, once these stores are gone, they may be gone forever. Get everything free now while the getting is good at a Democrat-run city near you. No purchase is necessary because you are stealing everything in sight. The city of Minneapolis, Minnesota, along with many other Democrat-run cities around America, are bracing for violence, property destruction, assault, murder, looting, and other violence as we are now just hours away from the end of closing arguments in the trial of former police officer Derek Chauvin, who was accused of killing a criminal thug drug abuser named George Floyd. The jury will hear closing arguments from the prosecution who is trying to go against medical science in claiming that that man, even while under duress and in a drug-addled condition, managed to keep breathing for over nine minutes while a police officer tried desperately to subdue the man and place him into a police car, and that the man held his breath for over nine minutes a feat that even the most fit amongst us, yes, not even Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer, could hold his breath for nine minutes. But the prosecution will try and have everyone believe that a police officer slowly asphyxiated George Floyd to death over a period of nine minutes while that officer's knee was on the back of the criminal thug George Floyd. To hell with autopsies, to hell with other medical testimony of people who actually examined the body of the criminal thug George Floyd. The prosecution is trying to have the jury swayed 
by so-called medical experts who never even got an opportunity to look at the body of George Floyd. They did not examine him. They did not see exactly what killed him. What we do know is the science, the medical fact that the man had large quantities of methamphetamines and the deadly drug fentanyl in his system. We do know for a fact that the man had cardiovascular issues and other health issues and was obviously in some state of mental duress or distress as he tried violently to escape police custody. He didn't want to go back to jail. And now he won't. But I'm getting off topic. I don't want to talk about the railroad job that this cop is going to receive. He is the sacrificial lamb. He is the one who must be convicted in order to keep Minneapolis from burning to the ground. To keep neighboring St. Paul, Minnesota from burning to the ground. To keep Portland, Oregon, Chicago, Illinois, Seattle, Washington, and other Democrat hellholes from being burned to the ground. If Derek Chauvin is not convicted of murder in some way, the 13% AA-hyphenated American minority crowd will go crazy, and they will burn and loot and assault and attack and carjack and rob and rape and shoot and stab any white people they see. And cops will be especially vulnerable to the attacks by the BM movement, as well as other anti-white, anti-cop groups in our nation. The media will have you think that all of these acts of destruction, of assault and battery, of murder, of arson, of looting, are simply peaceful protests and the right of an angry citizenry because in the minds of the media and those on the far left, all cops are bad. There's a double standard in the United States of America that most people simply ignore because they have no choice but to accept it. The double standard is as follows. If someone says all priests are pedophiles because a very, very few, a very small number of priests have been pedophiles, that's okay. It's perfectly fine to bash the Catholic religion as a whole and presume prejudging every priest to be a pedophile, to be some sort of pervert. Of course, nothing could be further from the truth. It's perfectly okay for the left and for the media to vilify and demonize every priest claiming they're all pedophiles. You know they're all that way. Oh, but let someone make the mistake of saying criminal thugs like George Floyd, criminals, people who resist arrest, people who attack and assault police officers who happen to be black. If you say, well, they're all that way, all black people are criminals. All black people are thugs. All black people are resisting arrest. All black people are ignorant. All black people attack and assault police officers. All black people are thieves and rapists and robbers and murderers. If you said that, my friends, you would be considered racist. You would be considered prejudiced. 
you would be considered a bigot. Of course, we know that not every single black person in the United States of America is a rapist or a carjacker or a drug user or a drug dealer or a murderer or just a thief. We know that that is not the case. But the double standard in America says it's okay to call every single police officer a racist, bigot, murderer. And of course, nothing could be further from the truth. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. The New York Times put out an article this morning and it says, Around midday last Monday, Samir Patel received a phone call from his friend, a dentist. Gunshots had rung out, his friends told him, and the contractors who were re rebuilding the office he lost in last year's unrest had fled. He was boarding up, and he told Mr. Patel he should move quickly to protect his own business, a dry cleaning shop. And so Mr. Patel got in his car and drove to his shop, cleared out all of his customers' clothes, and brought them to his home. Maybe he couldn't protect his building, he said, but at least he could save the clothing that his customers had entrusted to him. We don't know what will happen, said Mr. Patel, an immigrant from India who said he suffered half a million dollars in damage in last year's civil unrest following the police killing of George Floyd. That's what this article says. I'll read it again. Suffered a half a million dollars in damage in last year's civil unrest following the police killing of George Floyd. Mr. Patel had to deplete his savings and retirement accounts just to get his business open again. He said, we can't predict now, it's beyond your imagination now. I'm gonna stop the article for just a moment because I once again want to call your attention to the way this article in the New York Slimes was written. He says, Mr. Patel, an immigrant from India who said he suffered a half a million dollars in damage in last year's, here we go, civil unrest following the police killing of George Floyd. The New York Slimes is putting a, a narrative in your head. First of all, last year's riots in Minneapolis, not civil unrest, not peaceful protests, out and out riots, looting, arson, you know, criminal acts. But the New York Slimes calls that civil unrest. We had a little civil unrest on January 6th at the US Capitol. A few people got in, a few people broke a few windows, shuffled some papers around, maybe knocked over a file cabinet and a credenza. One guy had the nerve to put his feet on the desk of nasty Nancy Pelosi. They called that insurrection, riot, sedition, and every other bad possible word you can imagine. They called it an attempted coup against the United States of America. But when half the city of Minneapolis burned last year, along with police cars, massive millions of dollars in property damage, assault and battery, attacks, robbery, arson, looting, the New York Slimes calls that civil unrest. Let me get back to this article for a moment. It's speaking, of course, about what is about to happen as the verdict of the George Floyd death trial against Officer Derek Chauvin continues. And of course, they went right for a minority-owned business to be the feature of their story. The article continues, 
Elite Cleaners. Mr. Patel's shop is on a side street, not far from the shell of the Minneapolis Police Department's 3rd Precinct Station House, which burned last year in the aftermath of George Floyd's death. Now, let me re rewrite this section of this article so that it is properly written in your minds. Elite Cleaners, Mr. Patel's shop, is on a side street not far from the shell of the former Minneapolis Police Department's 3rd Precinct Station House, which was torched, arson attacked last year in the aftermath of the criminal George Floyd's death of a drug overdose and heart condition. The surrounding community of Lake Street, a corridor of immigrant-owned businesses, taquerias, furniture shops, liquor stores, and cafes, was devastated by looting in the days of protests and the riots that followed. The city said that the unrest led to over $350 million in losses, with more than 1,000 buildings either destroyed or heavily damaged. And it's been almost a year now. Minneapolis is now a place consumed with both grief and fear. Oh, they love to play on those heartstrings, don't they? As the trial of Derek Chauvin, the, here we go, white former police officer charged with the murder in the death of Mr. Floyd, a black man, draws to a close, the city is on edge, fearing that a not guilty verdict would bring anger, chaos, and destruction once again. Of course, last week, the same community was consumed by 24-7 testimony of the Derek Chauvin trial, and the Twin Cities region was rocked after another criminal, Dante Wright, was shot dead by a police officer following a traffic stop and his attempt to flee from the Police. That's not how the article's written. The article's written differently. It says, Last week, as the community was consumed by television testimony in the trial, the Twin Cities region was rocked after Dante Wright was shot dead by a police officer following a routine traffic stop in the suburban community of Brooklyn Center. It says, Hundreds came out for mostly peaceful protests. And then the next part of the sentence tells the truth. Although dozens of businesses were looted and vandalized near Lake Street. Fortunately, Mr. Patel's dry cleaning business was spared. The article goes on. Pastor Brian Heron of Zion Baptist Church in Minnesota's historically black neighborhood of Near North spoke to his congregation on Sunday in personal terms. He said the news of yet another police shooting has sent him to a dark place, bringing back memories of traveling as a young boy with his father, also a preacher, to the rural south and seeing how black people were treated there. It triggered my trauma, he said. Sarah Stamshore Lott is a therapist who specializes in trauma therapy in the Minneapolis minority communities said that the trial and the painful emotions it has resurfaced amongst black citizens who have suffered from abusive policing have consumed her sessions. One client asked her on Wednesday that they spend their regular therapy session watching the trial, which has been on live television, gavel to gavel. The client didn't want to watch alone. 
and wanted instead to be in the presence of someone to help process the pain that arose from the testimony. Here's some advice for you, client, patient. If you know you're going to be traumatized by watching a trial on television, why are you so stupid and mentally deficient that you would deliberately subject yourself to watching said trial? Didn't your mama teach you when you was a little girl that the stove is hot so don't touch it? And now are you not so intelligent that you would not place your hand on the hot stove gavel to gavel day in and day out watching something that burns you? Are you that ignorant, that stupid? The therapist who does not go by the name doctor so we can only presume that Ms. Stamshorlot is not a doctor, but just someone who graduated from the I want to help people touch their feelings school of psycho stupidity. She said in this article, I would say the vast majority, like 95% of my clients, have talked to me about the trial in every session since it started. If I knew that being stabbed by placing my body against a sharp, pointy object hurts like hell. I don't think I would keep pressing my body against that sharp, pointy object. Common sense tells you that that is stupid. So watching the trial, if it hurts you so badly to watch the trial, why are you stupid enough to keep watching the trial? It wasn't your relative who died of a heart attack and a drug overdose in the middle of the street while a policeman was trying to subdue them. It wasn't you. So why are you subjecting yourself to the emotional torture of watching something that hurts you so deeply and that you have to go see a therapist? The testimony in the Derek Chauvin trial is completed. Closing arguments are scheduled for today and the case will then go to a jury. As the city and indeed the nation awaits the verdict, which could come down as early as Thursday of this week, there's a sense of life suspended in the minority community, an inability to imagine what the world will look like after the seven-woman, five-man jury reaches their final decision. Andre Marshall is a deacon at that Zion Baptist Church. He said, A lot of people are immobilized. They are afraid. Personally, I'm afraid of an acquittal. He says he's optimistic about the outcome after he saw the evidence. But personally, he's afraid of an acquittal. As Mr. Patel was clearing out his shop, National Guard soldiers carrying assault, assault rifles were taking up positions on nearby street corners. Their armored vehicles reminded Mr. Patel of what his neighborhood looked like last year. It was a war zone. In presenting their case over more than two weeks, prosecutors called on a parade of witnesses, including bystanders, who spoke emotionally about watching Mr. Floyd's death. Of course, this article says, watching the killing of Mr. Floyd. Yes, boys and girls, the past few weeks have been especially difficult for many of Minnesota's black citizens who have had to endure a trial in which Mr. Chauvin's defense strategy have focused on Mr. Floyd's drug use and leaned on what experts and activists have described as some sort of racial dog whistles that have cleared white officers of the murder of black men in past 
police brutality cases. See how they're painting the picture? See how they're trying to make it out that white cops will always get away with murdering wonderful, innocent black people? They don't focus on the fact that had the criminal thug animal George Floyd A, not been committing a crime on that day, B, not been high on fentanyl and methamphetamines, C, taken better care of himself instead of letting his body eat itself away as his was, and of course, D, not resisted arrest while committing a crime, that very same criminal thug animal, drug addict George Floyd, would be alive today. Yeah, probably not. His drug use and fentanyl and methamphetamines and heart condition probably would have killed him later that afternoon. But hey, I wasn't there. At times, Chauvin's lawyer Eric Nelson emphasized Mr. Floyd's large size and his substance abuse and presented testimony that he may have had superhuman strength that justified what only appeared to be excessive use of force by the police. All along Lake Street, Minneapolis last week, as new curfews have been imposed by city authorities in the aftermath of the other criminal, Dante Wright's killing, there was a persistent hum of power drills. Shopkeepers were busy putting up plywood boards at cell phone stores, furniture shops, liquor stores, tennis shoe stores, an African restaurant, a Latino market, a hook and fish chicken restaurant, and of course, the uptown pawn shop. Most evenings, Mr. Patel, who owns that elite cleaners location, has been at home watching the television, the news about the Derek Chauvin trial, images from the security cameras at his shop, looking for looters and ready to call the police, who likely won't respond. Because why the hell would you? Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Are you planning a trip into or through a Democrat-run city? Are there any police officers on trial for systemic racism within 400 miles? Have any minorities been shot or spoken to in a disrespectful manner in the past 30 days? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, then you need the new 2021 Peaceful Protest Survival Kit and Guide app. Everything you need to know about every single Democrat-run city that has planned peaceful protests, civil unrest gatherings, or even riots. It's all here in this downloadable app for your smartphone, tablet, or onboard navigation system. Learn where all the peaceful protests are planned and where police action might be occurring. Recalculating. Detour in three blocks due to police cars on fire in the roadway. Use the free enclosed police scanner feature so you know exactly when the cops are headed your way. Recalculating. Barricades ahead for demonstration. Turn back now if you value your life. I am not joking. Turn now or prepare to be attacked. The Peaceful Protest Survival Kit comes with three tourniquets, a box of alcohol wipes, bandages, and a fire extinguisher, just in case. Warning, police action ahead. There are even special warnings for minorities. Minority drivers use extreme caution. Remember to always obey the lawful orders of a police officer or you may be shot and killed. Always keep your hands in plain view. And with the Deluxe Edition, you can enjoy the added benefit of advance notice of planned looting events. Scenic detour ahead. Looting in progress. Have you remembered your shopping list? 
Beat the looting crowds to all your favorite stores where you can stock up on sneakers, big screen televisions, narcotics, raw meat, cookies, candy, rims and tires, diapers, and many other items. Beat the looting crowds with advanced looter detection. The peaceful protest survival kit and professional guide app are not sold in stores. You can find them on the dark web at BLM666 at peacefulprotest.darkweb or call our toll-free hotline at 1-900-GET-PAID. That's 1-900-GET-PAID. Operators are standing by. Any way you look at it, Truth Hurts program listeners, there will be violence, there will be looting, there will be arson, there will be property destruction, there will be assault and battery, there will probably be attacks on cops and on white people in general by the BM movement and others. Because whether Derek Chauvin is convicted or acquitted, these types of people, this mob mentality, this thug gang mentality has to find an outlet for their pent-up, manufactured anger. That's going to do it for this morning's edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. And if you're in one of those cities, you might want to invest in some expensive plywood and very, very long bolts, nuts, and washers. We'll see you next time. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. This program was pre-recorded. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved.